information by Taylor Fragon Capital Management LLC is intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as the receipt of, or as a substitute for, personalized investment advice from Taylor Fragon or any other investment professional of your choosing. Please see additional important disclosure at the end of this presentation. A copy of Taylor Fragon's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request or at www.taylorfragon.com. Welcome again to this week's episode of the Vaughn Only Podcast, episode 66. By my count, I'm Doug. I'm Jerry. Jerry, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm well. Okay. Correct English. Yes. I'm just trying to make sure I've turned all of the bells and whistles off. Yes, no bells and whistles. Very simple. Am I driving the bus today? Well, you have the idea for the uh, for the, the discussion. Normally, when one of us has an idea, we like to tell the other one as little as possible. Yes. Just get your honest, your honest feedback, sort of. You want my honest feedback? Well, no. I mean, when I have an idea for you, I oh, want to hit oh, you oh, with oh, it, oh, you sorry. know, unawares. I missed that part. So, and you just gave me one word that you want to talk about today. Faith. Faith. Okay. It's a, it's, you can drive a bus through that one. Yes. I have a feeling I know where you're going to go, but anyway. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to ask the questions today. Go ahead. So, Doug, where do you think we're going to go? I think you're going to talk to, well, I think you're going to talk specifically about very faith, broadly speaking, and start off with, uh, and then and then obviously faith as, faith of the capital F is important to both of us, but you are probably going to use that as a jumping board to talk about our, our core competency, which is the fact that markets require faith in order to work correctly. So the, the less important version of faith to us, but the one that we more have so, a direct let, ability to speak on. But let, let's, let's talk about cap. Let's let, since you brought the issue up. Yes. Yeah, since I brought the issue up <laughs> and it's your fault. Yes. Why don't, let, let's follow let's with the capital just, F. Let's just lead with the capital F and just let, let, lay it out there. Both, I, I think anybody who's listening to this blog by now, after what did you say? We're on 66? 66 episodes. Where did the time go? Yep. Um, knows that we're both Roman Catholics. Mm-hmm. And probably not, a lot of them may not know that there's something like 23 different Catholic. Um, I don't want to say denominations because then I'll sound Protestant. Dialects. Dialects. <laughs> Churches. Sex. Uh, one of which is Roman. Rites. 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 There you go. It's there right. Go. It's a right. Yep. Thank you. R-I-T-E, right. Yes. Um, uh, most of the other ones being Eastern Orthodox that, you know, going back to the great schism around, what, a thousand or so, um, came back. There were parts of that that came back into uh, union with Rome. Therefore, they believe that the Pope is the authority on earth, the vicar of Christ. So you've been in the investment business for a while. To one degree or another. To one degree or another. Um, you have seven children. Yep. One who's passed away. Yep. God rest her soul. Um, how, tell, tell me as a, as a, as someone who's been in the investment business, but is also a man of faith, how do you, how do you connect the two? If at all? Well, isn't, 
it's harder and harder, don't you think? I mean, not only to connect the two. Sorry, that right? was an earthquake that, was a, that Jerry exactly. caused with his coffee mug. That was, this will be so much better when we're in our new studio. Yes, which we have now, but we are not in. Yes, exactly. We're so big, we have two offices we right at this moment. <laughs> we're for growing. Week. Yes. Uh, but well, you have to hold your nose a fair amount in this day and age, right? In the investment world, don't you think? Yes. Tad. Okay. But you have to hold your nose through everything, really, when you get down to it. Well, a lot of culture. Things, yeah, culture is the, it's a lot of a lot of problems. But also, I believe in the Bible. This is one of those things that said a lot. Especially, I heard it at Protestant churches when I was a Protestant. So it's one of those things that maybe isn't true, but sounds true. But that Jesus said more about money than anything else in the Bible. It's a hard topic. Yeah. So, and I think that he probably said it, number one, was because he views, you can view it two ways. Either God views how we look at money as important and a reflection of of how, of your love for him. I mean, if you want to know what people think about God, do they place their, do, do do they place the trust, do they trust God with their sexuality and with their money? And if they're willing to do those things, you know. Because it's all about sex and money. It really is. It It is. It really is. Yes. And so if they, because if someone says to me, like. uh, Not necessarily in that order. Exactly. It depends on the person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It depends. Order switches depending on what sex you are. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, the, uh, but if, if someone is, says to you, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian or I'm whatever, whatever faith, but they, they're looking past, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to have God influence what I do with my money or what and who and how often I sleep with who, then it's kind of like, okay, it's pretty empty. So anyway, the point is, is that maybe Jesus said so much about money because it was important to him how we, how we, um, we treated it, but also maybe he, he also condescended to treat, to talk to us about money because he knew how important it was to us. And it's like, Oh, I'll talk to them in a language they can understand. I'll talk about, talk about money and they can, they can understand that. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that given that we have a we have a responsibility to steward money wisely. I mean, we're got, we're undergoing a capital campaign at our parish, right? Yes. So that costs money. Yes. Money doesn't come from from nowhere. And there's uh, there's a lot of families that are, you know, have multiple kids who are just you know barely getting by, and are valued members of the parish. Um, you know, maybe the husband could be a generally you're dealing with one income families. Uh, in that case, and the husband could be a pretty good earner, but when you're spreading over, you know, seven, eight kids, well, it's hard to, it gets, gets challenging. So God bless those families who are going to struggle to contribute. But at the end of the day, this is going to be done largely, not largely, but to a, to a fair degree in the backs of, of, of a few rainmakers disproportionately, people who can make it happen. And so it's not even the 80, 20 rule. It, it comes down to like the 298 rule. Yes, exactly. Now, it's important that everyone contributes, you know. The, the, Most definitely. The, the widow's might and such, you know. So. And, and, and so many of these things have a parallel in, in investing and in finance and in the economy. You just said something that's extremely important. Everybody needs to contribute, right? Right. And why is that? Because they all should have a stake in, this is, this is my church. This is where I worship. This is where I praise you know, my God and skin in the game, skin in the game. And it's similar and should be similar in the secular world in government and how taxes are levied. 
I've been a strong proponent of flat tax forever. Um, and having and one of the misgivings of a lot of flat tax proposals is they still want to have a zero tax for a certain income level. And I think that is the worst possible thing you can do. Everybody, including the absolute, the person that's making a dollar should pay some tax because that person should have the right to say, I paid my X percent. That was me slamming on my computer. Um, and therefore you, you represent me as well. Um, and, and so not to get too far off topic, because I asked you, how do you square away the investment business and faith um, with a capital F? And being Christian, so I'm going to let you. I'm not Christian. I'm Catholic. Catholic. Don't you hate? Don't you hate when people say that? I do hate that because it's well, as as you and I believe, there's one true faith, um, and it is you know, I mean, the Catholic Church put it all together for 1,500 years, and somehow we got off track somewhere along the line. Yeah, and even if you don't believe that there's a preeminence of denominations and Catholicism is the first chronologically and the first. terms of in terms of the truth it still does deny the brotherhood of christianity to a degree it like, does. okay you're going to cast the but catholics do it sometimes too like Absolutely. Oh, i'm not Cat- i'm not christian I'm, I'm catholic or i'm a catholic christian it's kind of redundant yeah but in any event uh going back to squaring away investment and faith continue with that because i think you were headed down a good path or an interesting path oh really i hope i find it again well these things take money you have to you have to steward your resources wisely and if we look at simply what the enemies of the church and the enemies of, of civilization are doing right now. Or the enemy. The, the enemy, yes. But they're, they're certainly using money as a weapon. Most to, definitely. To have disproportionate influence. I mean, how is it that ideas that are, that are um, continually – if you look at, the, look at these ideas, um, open, unfettered immigration, uh, no – uh, really reducing police forces to the to the point crime can become rampant. Uh, gender gender com- confusion dysto- dystopia really with confusion <laughs> and uh, abortion up to birth. Those are four four issues that are extremely unpopular. Uh, again, yeah. especially abortion is a gray area. I wish everyone had my view on it, but the reality is is that. But I can say safely this: that most people do not believe in full, full-term uh, abortion. Yet, so much so that the 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 other side is saying, "Well, that's not true. That's not really." Yeah. Well, but unfortunately, if you read the law, that's what they're they're allowing. So, but, as sick as that may be, but these ideas that are that are many of which have a lot of impact on citizens' day-to-day lives, crime and immigration. They're not the most important to me of those, but they are. But but they do have impact on day, on citizens' day-to-day lives. They they have a they are getting somehow they are remaining what they they have a large purchase in society largely because of money because a rich ideologues are able to pull the levers and use money to further these again unpopular unpopular ideas and how are they taking a hold in the in the common in society in terms of our laws and our policy money so you're hitting on one of the things that I think is extremely important and something that I have over, over, you know, almost four full decades in this business have, have in more recent times come to realize that there isn't a separation of investing in faith. And I even mean with a capital F. Um, 
if you're, it's pretty clear in the Bible that, that, that money is not the evil. It's the use of how you use it or how, whether you make money your God that is the evil. Um, but money is certainly a means to an end and can be used for positive purposes. That's why the, the church makes it very clear. It's not, you know, one of the most misunderstood passages is, is the one which says it's uh, something to the effect of uh, it's easier for a rich man to, or camel to pass, camel through, to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to gain access to heaven. Um, you know, that's, that's, often misunderstood. I mean, you, you could take it to its literal meaning and say, um, and it's consistent with what we're just saying. If you make money your God, then you're going to have difficulty making it to the next life. Um, but that, that's sort of the challenge that I see as we go through the, invest, in the investment world is there's no doubt that there are those, maybe the majority, I, I, I don't even want to venture a guess, that put money as their God, for sure. Um, certainly the, the, what we would, you and I just would refer to as the other side who uses money quite readily, um, you know, does that. But I think our, the, the side of, of truth, the side of justice, the side of um, just doing the right thing can, it need not be uh, ignoring money as a tool that can be used to further the, the will of God here on earth. We certainly, we want to, you know, we ask God for, to reveal what his will is, and hopefully we are blessed with being able to have that knowledge, but we certainly have some basic ideas. Actually, it's pretty simple. And I think I've even said this on this podcast somewhere along the line. There, there are some basic truths. How about the 10 commandments? People don't want to talk about those things very often anymore, but if you applied that to business, what a world we would have. I mean, we, we would have a, a much more uh, just and a much more honorable business community. I think, I do think, and it's why I hesitated on, you know, is the, are the majority of the people that are out there in the investment world putting money as their God? I, you know, I don't think so. Actually, most people, I think, are good people. Sometimes they get off, off track. We all do. Why? Because we're all what? Fallen. We're all? Human. Sinners. That too. Okay, well, I agree. You all are, and we have to blame it on you all are. I love that. <laughs> you know, we can we blame it on the fall. You know, Adam made a mistake, and we're all paying for it through eternity. Yeah, he listened to Eve, uh, <laughs> but he didn't. He wasn't a long term investor. See, that was his problem. Yes, he took the short term algorithm <laughs> in the form of an apple bite. And that was the rest of it. Nonetheless, buying apple isn't always a good thing. No, no, no. <laughs> he made a mistake on that one. No doubt. But yeah, I, I think so. So where I'm going with this is if we can apply those basic truths to how we look at business and how we make our investment decisions, A, the world would be a lot better place. B, I think we, you will be successful because at the end of the day, Contrary to what, I, what most people think, the bad guys don't always win. Now, in the end, we know they won't win, yep. right? We, we're promised that, that in, the, in the end, um, the truth will prevail. And, you know, when, when Pontius Pilate said, what is truth? And he was staring it in the face, right? Um, 
you know, that, that, that was kind of like, you can look at that as being the inflection point in, in, in biblical theology. It's the question that gets essentially gets asked all the time. We're asking it in spades right now when you bring up things like, like gender. Um, well, that assumes the person who asks it cares. I mean, the, the, some people aren't even bothering to ask the question of what is true. Yeah, and I suppose you could give him a feather for, to Pontius for asking that yeah. question, what is truth. But I'm not sure if it wasn't also in a sort of snide, snickering kind of way. It's hard to we say. Didn't, we don't know. We don't know. What really the Bible doesn't have a sarcasm well, font. So. No, it doesn't. And it also doesn't elaborate on what, what exactly was the relationship with he and his wife. Yes. <laughs> um, but nonetheless. We don't get the feeling Pontius Pilate was doing the wrong thing. The question is that he wanted to do the wrong thing. Did he have the courage to do the right thing? The, I was just going to say, yeah. there's a weakness there. Yes. And so, but that's, again, in business, if we don't take that weak route, and if we look for people who who... We can have common. This is this is part of well-managed companies. Let's find people that aren't weak, that won't will that will stare truth in the face and say, I know that you're the truth. I know that's truth. If we have that, we have a successful person. In in my estimation, nine times out of nine point nine nine times out of ten, that's going to be the successful person. And so, you know, frankly, what I've tried to become more what I've tried to perfect, which I will never do, is the evaluation of management to determine are these people that are that understand truth? Because if they do, they're going to make the good decisions at the crucial time. They're not always going to make, it's not always going to be the right decision in the sense of yeah, optimal. Can good, can, optimal. Yep. can good people make mistakes? Of course they can. Um, I, no, not to name any names right now, but we're going through a situation like that as we speak in our portfolio with a company that looks like they made a pretty big mistake. Um, but we need to evaluate, is this, was this a management failure in the, in the context of, no, this is bad management, or this was just an honest mistake. Honest mistakes, I'll take an honest mistake person. I'm not going to pound anything again. I'll take an honest mis- a person that makes an honest mistake all day over the person that, on a, from a perception standpoint, makes all the right decisions but doesn't stare truth in the face and say, that's the truth. That's why you hired me, because I can make honest mistakes all day. <laughs> and boy, does he. <laughs> I bring value in other ways. You do. I know how to upload the podcast. You're, if nothing else, it's comic relief. I'm a culture guy. <laughs> <laughs> you are a pop culture guy, for I'm the, sure. I'm the minister of culture here. And I like you for that. Yep. I may even love you for that. So, so how do we, <laughs> how do we navigate these kind of times? Then this is, we keep finding. It's not even that we're finding new lows. We're finding the same low over and over again. That's well, we haven't got this time. It looks like perhaps we might have found a higher low. Yes, we'll see. Yes, this has nothing to do with. Well, that could be the truth. We've been <laughs> we've been faked out before. So, but but we're seeing. We're in one of those market periods where I think it's very likely that it's going to, we're going to look back and kind of be like, eh, you know, it's not cataclysmic, but it's going to be like, eh, that went on for a while. It was more boring than we, than anyone was ready for it. So how do you probably, how, 
how do you maintain faith in times like that? This is the faith with a capital, with a no. lowercase f, because we're talking about faith in the markets, faith in Well, ultimately, ca- capital F faith is what drives, what needs to drive your daily functioning. Lower, and that, that lower, lowercase faith is derived from that. If you have your, if you have your, uh, <laughs> If you have yourself centered, this is a little bit of the comment we've talked about before, be centered, be, be still. still yep. If you have yourself centered in the capital F, with the capital F, the lowercase f actually becomes pretty easy. And it's, and it's be, because then it's just, okay, look, this, this ultimately will work out. And guess what? At the end of time, whenever that is, none of this is going to matter. If this is the last breath I take, or, or, or Mr. Mr. Client who's investing money, if it's the last breath he takes, it really doesn't matter. Now, it does because a good, solid faith person will have, who, who has a family, will have wanted to, we wanted them to have plans so that their family is taken care of and so on and so forth. But uh, even the family ultimately goes away. So what, what matters is how we operate here while we're on this earth and I think it's so important from an investment standpoint to have that perspective because a, a, another side of this, and, and, and look, the, in, in the proverbial statement of you can't take it with you, not necessarily true in the context of what you do here, you do take with you, right? You, you, you're not going to be spending it in heaven. Hopefully you make it to heaven, not, you know, but what, what, I, what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is that it matters what you do here, and it matters that you continue to um, make investments to leave a mark, if you will, whether it be for your family or whether even if you didn't have any family on other people um, who may be in need of capital to be able to get their business going so that they can then employ people and make their lives better. That, that, to me, that's something, you know, the, one of the worst things I ever see is someone who's, um, and this is a real challenge for extremely wealthy people, is they tend to want to give up and say, oh, you know, I don't need it anymore. I'm just going to, you know, hide it under the proverbial rock because I can't possibly outlive all that I have. I think that's one of the most destructive attitudes that you can have. And that is a combination of a problem with capital F faith and lowercase F faith, because you're now, you're, you're now suggesting that you, you don't think anything else matters than your own well-being. And I think, it, you know, maybe we can even wrap it there because, and we'll, we'll bring this topic up again at some point, but we, maybe we can wrap there because that's something to leave people with is, you know, is, is your, is your reason, is the reason why you're here strictly for yourself? If that's the case, then you've made money your God and investing your God. But if it's a means to an end, if it's part of, of, of making the world, a, you know, truly a better place, uh, then that's not going to be the attitude that you have. And there, and, and that's why I think, you know, all of these schemes that are out there, and this is why I get so adamant about, and look, I'm sure there's very faithful people and good people that use the algorithmic approach to, to making, you know, investment decisions or trading decisions, you know, okay, fine and good. But at the end of the day, even they have to back up and say, there's got to be something more than just a mathematical equation to try and figure out what to do. How about 
capital to help businesses succeed so that they can employ people who can then feed their families. And so as George Gilder used to say, profit is the index of altruism. It's, you know, the, the more profit that you're making, the more it is because you have something that, that other people either want or need in order to better themselves. And I, I guess what I'm saying is for our, inside our shop, that's the way we want to think. We want to think in those terms. And it's, and it's truly, well, well, we're going, you know, everybody's going through a rough period here with, in the wake of the COVID debacle. Um, we may be on the worst side of that to some extent. Um, but we've been successful over many years, decades now. And I have to say that the only thing we can attribute that to is that we've taken that approach. Had we not had that approach, I don't think we would have be, I don't think I would still be here in this business. In this business. All right. All right. So I guess we can end it there. Good place to end. I think so. Just remember to come and visit us at taylorforgotten.com. Also rate us on iTunes, Instagram, taylorforgotten.invest. And send us an email, longonly at taylorforgotten.com. Until next week, I'm Doug. I'm Jerry. And we'll see you on the Long Only Podcast. Bye now.